Yo, 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 what's going on? That was just J. Cole with a song called I Love Yours. I just felt like that song, like, it relates to this vibe of this episode. But um, this is good vibes, good energy with the Quill Naeem. This is the third episode of the podcast. Um, what are we going to talk about on today's episode is uh, the pros and cons of raising black kids. Um, I actually have two of them. I have a little boy and a little girl. My son, he's eight right now. My daughter's three. They don't turn, uh, he don't turn nine until next year. Same thing with my daughter. Well, actually, her birthday next month, come to think of it. Time be flying. She about to be four already. But yeah, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of raising black kids in the society right now. Because there's a lot of things that's going on that's like, you wouldn't condone it or nothing like that. But you, it definitely scares you if you have little ones. I'm just actually blessed that mine's a little enough that they don't go outside right now and hang on corners and have friends that that get them in trouble and shit like that. But it's a lot of things that's going on and parents' heads that they don't really speak about. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that be going on in my head that I don't really speak about thinking of my children. But we gonna talk about that today on this uh, on this episode. If you, as you can hear, it's like it, it, it's raining bad as hell out here in Philadelphia. But I ain't gonna let that stop the uh, stop the process of recording this 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 podcast. Hopefully, it don't affect it too much. I was told well, I wasn't told. I actually did some research. Everyone was saying, um, if you don't have a a great spot to record, you can always record in your car because cars are soundproof. But it's not really sound like it's too soundproof today. But yeah, we're going to get into this episode, though. Um, Like raising your children and shit like that. Like, how does it feel raising black children in society? Like, knowing that your children won't be looked at equally. They won't have the same... They won't be treated the same, like, as far as somebody, like, that's not African-American. I'm not going to get into specific races because that's not what I'm doing, but everybody knows in their right mind that black people, we don't start life off at the at the, uh, at the the start line where you start at. We always start life off like behind that. I'm not sure why that is still going on to this day, but we're not given the same equal rights as other races um our skin pigment can define that that's crazy it's 2020 and people are still letting someone's skin pigment affect how that you treat them i don't agree with that at all but it's just shit that we got to deal with like these are the cards we was dealt we got to play the hand but um other than like your children not being treated equally, it's a lot of other things going on in the parents' head. You worry about your child's education. Will they be getting the right education that they need? Will they make the right choices in life? Like as far as not doing dumb things, like as far as crime, stealing, uh, being disrespectful and shit like that. Like I think about a lot of stuff like that. And being black, it kind it. It doesn't make a lot of things. It makes matter of fact, it does make everything worse. I can definitely say that. 
like just have a target on your back when you're black and stuff like that. And I hate that my children are growing up in the world like that. You have a target on your back. When my child, when my son get older, I'm wondering, will he be looked at as a criminal? Uh, will cops look at him as a criminal or older older people be scared of him when he's walking down the street or if they're on the same sidewalk as him? Like, I wonder about stuff like that because I'm damn sure not raising my son to be no criminal. He's going to be a respectful young man, well-educated, well-spoken. But let society tell it, there's no such thing as a well-respected, well-educated, well-spoken African-American young man. They label us all criminals, uh, monsters, and shit like that, which is not, it's not true at all, because I know a lot of well-respectful, um, well-spoken African-American young men. But um, other than that, I'd also be thinking, like, um, will my son be a product of his environment, like, growing up? in a neighborhood in Philadelphia, any neighborhood, you're like you're more likely you're likely to become a product of your environment. If you're not strong minded, your friends can persuade you to do certain things that you don't normally do or you know it's not right. Your friends could peer pressure you to do things. And just growing up in an environment where it's a lot of crime and a lot of trouble and violence. Sometimes it kind of steer people the wrong way. You might know the right way to go, but you're around so much of this negativity, it kind of forces you to be negative. That's why I always think, will my son be a product of his environment? Will he be strong enough to know, like, oh, my, my parents didn't raise me like that. I shouldn't be doing this. My parents shouldn't, they didn't raise me like that. I shouldn't be uh, smoking or doing something like that, that nature. So that's... It, the same thing goes to my mind with my daughter, but more so with my with my son. Because I believe my daughter, she's going to be a princess. I don't think she's going to be out here running wild. Because women, you don't really see too many women just hanging out with their friends on the corner. You don't really see too many women just riding in a car full of their friends just doing crime. That's more so like on a male perspective. That's why cops treat males a lot different than they treat women. So I don't really have that problem with my daughter. It's more so towards my son. Like, will he be a leader or a follower? I'm, ra I'm definitely raising him to be a goddamn leader. But like I said, a lot of things growing up in the neighborhood, like Phil a neighborhood in Philadelphia can change your whole perspective of life. You might think that you want to be something or you want to do something but the obstacles in your road might change you so that's why i hope and pray that my son will be a follower and just don't do what everybody else is doing because they think that's cool i want him to know like having a backbone and telling your friends no that's not thorough i'm not doing that that's cool that's cool telling your friends no or you know your friend's about to go get into some trouble, you tell them you don't want to go. That's not being a punk. That's not being uh, a cornball. That's actually being a a responsible young man. That's actually being a, a goddamn leader, which I hope and pray that my son grow up to be. So, yeah, it's a lot. There'd be a lot going on in your mind when you have little ones. 
I'm starting to see like how my mom used to be, how I used to just make her anxious and nervous when I was going outside. I wasn't really doing too many bad things outside, but it's just the thought of your child being outside with, with a bunch of idiots outside doing a bunch of crazy things. You know you raise your child right, but it only takes one one bad person to, to ruin it. So I'm starting to finally understand what my mom felt. It don't it don't feel too good at all, but certain things are just out of your control. And you just gotta have faith that you raise your children right and you instill them with the right morals and principles, which I plan on doing. Cause you always thinking, oh, if I don't raise them this way, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, if I don't beat my children, if I don't hit them, what would my children, what would they be like? What would, how would they act? What would they circle look like? Who would be the kids that they hang around? So you always kind of want to dist uh, instill discipline in your children. I'm not going to say you want them to fear you, but you, you want them to respect you. And also, you don't want them to fear you because... God forbid something happened to your child. You want your child to come talk to you. You don't want them to feel like, oh, I can't talk to daddy because he's going to do this. He's very violent. He's going to do that. So it's it's kind of, you want to be in the in-between. You, you don't want them to fear you, but you want them to respect you and like just not, they're not, not too much scared of you, but like, they just have that fear in the back of their mind, like, oh, I shouldn't do this. My dad or my mom is going to do this to me. I wouldn't say just have them scared of you. Because that's not the, that's not what you're aiming for. You don't, like I said, you want them to talk to you. You don't want them to be scared of you. And that's a, that's a big fear of mine is will my children be able to talk to me when things are going on in their life that they're not sure on how to react or something like that. I hope and pray that my children both talk to me. Um, I want a great relationship with my children when they grow up. I actually have that with them now, but I pray that they get stronger. So like I said, when they get older, they want to talk to daddy if something's going on. Whether they talk to me or they mom, it's not a competition or nothing like that. We both their parents. I wouldn't mind if they talk to their mother, but I would love for them to to come to me for advice and just ask for my perspective on things because I'm not saying this to be smart or anything like that, but I believe that I went through a lot more than their mom in life. Not saying that she's not dealing with things. We all deal with things, but I just believe that I went through a lot more than their mother. And I've seen and done a lot more things than their mother. So I think that I should have a better response which may not be true I just feel that way I feel that if I've been through more experiences than her I would be able to give them the right advice on how to move and how to do certain things but I could be wrong that's just like I said that's just my that's that's my opinion I feel that I can give out better advice than their mother but whether they go to their mother or me, like I said, as long as they're talking to somebody, because 
children definitely need somebody to talk to. I wasn't, I wasn't able to talk to somebody when I was growing up. I didn't have a father figure in my life. I had my um, my stepfather, my mom's boyfriend, but he wasn't there. Like, he wasn't there raising me and my brother. He was, he was more so there just for my mom. He was helping her out with the bills, putting food in the crib and stuff like that. He wasn't there, like, trying to help us uh, at all as far as, like, men, uh, talking to us, showing us how to do things, teaching us how to change a tire and shit like that. He never did none of that. He was he was always around, but he just never, he was never hands-on with us. He never told us that we could talk to him if we need to. So I feel like children definitely need somebody to talk to growing up. And I plan on being in my kid's life for the rest of their life. I've been there since day one because I know how it is not to not to have a father when you're growing up. As a young as a young man, you sometimes need somebody to talk to. You don't want to make the wrong decision, and you feel like your mother is not like qualified to talk about it because you think. Oh, she's a she's a female. She doesn't know what Mel's going through. Believe it or not, women sometimes do know. But like I said earlier, it's a big difference when somebody is giving you uh, advice from personal experience and advice from experience, uh, someone else's experience. Like, I believe that my mom, she may be knowing like what's going on with me, but. I always thought that she couldn't give me the proper advice because I thought that she wasn't, she didn't go through it. She didn't live it. She didn't know how it is to be a young black man. But I always had the opportunity to talk to my mom. I just never did because that simple fact, I didn't think that she would be able to relate. And I could be wrong, but that's just the way I was thinking. And that's the way a lot of, a lot of young children think nowadays. So that's why I really want to have a tight relationship with my child. And you should work on having one with yours. So if, like I said, if something happens, your child won't be hesitant to, to talk to you. You always want your child to tell you what's going on because it's a crazy world out here. And you never know what somebody's thinking about. Like you never know what's going on in somebody's head, what their, what their intentions are. And before it's too late, you want to be able to nip everything in the butt by just having a conversation. So definitely need to talk to your children but yeah um it's um it's a crazy world man a lot of things going on all this stuff just runs through like parents heads daily i believe like this shit run through my head every day i don't think it's like one day that doesn't go by that i don't think of my children's future like this is an everyday thing I'm thinking about everything, and it's always, it's more so always the negative things I'm thinking about. I'm not sure why, but that's just the way it is. I guess because of like everything that's going on on TV, it just, it just have you prepared for the worst. So I just be thinking about a negative thing that's going to happen, but I'm trying to change all that. Positive thinking equals positive outcomes. That's damn sure a great quote that I live by. But it's a saying. It's a saying that I truly believe. Um, 
the way you treat your parents as a child, your child will grow up to treat you the same way. That saying is like, that's a that's a strong saying, and I actually believe that because a lot of my aunts and uncles that was treating my grandma terrible, like just being disrespectful and not coming home, shit like that, skipping school. My aunts and uncles, they children, they treating them bad now. Like so, I damn sure believe that saying because. The way they was treating my grandma, it wasn't too good. But now my grandma's passed and everybody's a lot older. Their children is treating them the same way. And I got some badass cousins. So it's like, I just hope and pray that, oh, man, I did my mom this way. I did this to my mom. Is my children going to treat me like that? So that's always in the back of my mind, too. I wasn't a bad kid at all. I was just... I'm going to say I was like hard-headed. I had a smart mouth. I wasn't ever disrespectful, though. I got, um, I always got good grades in school. I came home every night. I I listened to her. I cleaned up the house, went acts, shit like that. And I always, on top of that, I was doing good in school. I always, um, I always kept a job. I started working at the age of 15. I started working at shop right at the age of fifteen, and um, ever since then I've been I've been working nine to five. Like I said, I wasn't a bad child at all. I just I was a regular child. You know, sometimes you may bump heads with your mom, but that was that was never bad. So I don't really think my kids would be disrespecting me. Cause first off, they already know I ain't playing that shit. But secondly, like I I just. I don't believe that I put my mind through hell for my kids to be trying to get back at me with that. Like I said, I was going to school and all that. I was working. I was uh, paying my own bills probably like at 16, 17. There's people out here that's grown that still don't pay their own bills. But um, probably like the worst thing I ever did to my mom, I could say to this day... I never cursed at her or nothing like that. Let me get that out the way. Or I never cursed around her. I always respected my mom. I didn't curse around her. And I damn sure wasn't cursing at her. But um, the worst thing I probably did to this day to my mom was, um, let me think. I'm going to say uh, when I got locked up a couple of years ago for, um, for selling narcotics. We're not going to talk about which drug, but. Yeah, I was locked up for selling um, selling drugs in, in Philadelphia on this well-known dangerous block. Almost gave my mom a goddamn heart attack about that shit. But yeah, I must say that's probably the worst thing that I did as far as like hurting my mother. Anything else, I like I said, I wasn't a bad child at all. But um, I definitely don't regret it at all. It was actually like a blessing in disguise. You would never think like getting locked up could be like a blessing, but it's always it's always a um it's a lesson in all your failures. I'm not gonna say that's a failure, but it's a lesson in all your failures. It made me um it made me actually open my eyes. I started thinking before I was doing things. Like I started thinking before my actions. It slowed me down a lot. I was moving too fast. I was just out here doing a lot of dumb shit. 
it definitely slowed me down a lot. Um, it also was like forcing me to stay out of trouble because um, when I got locked up, it was my first time getting locked up. So I was offered a program. We're not going to get into the name of the program, but I signed a plea deal to enter this program, which states like uh long as you could uh, complete the community service hours, as well as checking with my case manager um, and stay out of trouble for the next two years, my record could be expunged. So yeah, I hopped out, I hopped right on that program. Um, now I'm in the process of getting my record expunged. But yeah, being as I hopped in that program, it was like kind of forcing me to not, uh, it was forcing me to stay out of trouble. So that's definitely a blessing anytime you're not getting in trouble. I had to um, walk off two years of supervision. Then my record would be expunged. So like, being as I'm trying to get my record expunged, I have to be a lot more mindful who I'm around, who cars I get in. Um, like, because you never know like who your real friends are until like you get into a sticky situation like that. Your friend didn't tell you they had something in the car, like a gun or some drugs or something like that. So I didn't want to be around none of that. So it was kind of forcing me to like just stay out of trouble all in all. So I was like, uh, that's when I started staying in the house a lot more. Because growing up in Philadelphia is so easy to get in trouble. So I was like, man, I'd just rather stay in the house. I get this record expunged because... It's not too many people I know that have felonies that have a great job to support their family. Yeah, you can have a felony with a job probably like $11, $12 an hour, but when you've grown and have real-life bills and children, $12 an hour, that's like, goddamn, that shit less than minimum wage, if you ask me. So, yeah, I always had that mindset, like, I can't have no goddamn felony on my record, so I got to get this off my record. And like I said, I was blessed to have that opportunity to get off my record. So I'm going to definitely take advantage of that. Because I, I can't live off no goddamn 12 hours an hour for the rest of my life. But if you want to be a felon, that's the thing that you have to deal with. I'm not saying every felon makes that hourly. Because there's a lot of felons that's out here that's living great lives, has great jobs. A lot of city jobs hire felons and stuff like that, but being a felon, it, it, it limits a lot of your opportunities. A lot of jobs don't hire felons, but like I just said, some jobs you might luck up and get, some city jobs. But it's not it's not cool at all, like just being a felon and knowing that you can't apply for this job because your your record and shit like that. You don't want to limit yourself. You don't want to. You don't want to just make your options smaller. Like I said, we are already growing up in a a fucked up society where African Americans aren't given the same equal rights. So you don't want to make matters worse by having a felon on your record. Now you're really gonna make matters worse because nobody's gonna want to hire you. For some reason, everybody have this, uh, this. They have this idea that all felons are bad and nobody makes mistakes. 
So that's just the main reason that I, I'm taking advantage of this opportunity to get this, this felony off my record so that I can be able to get a good job if I need one when time's called for it and I won't be limiting myself. But um, if I wouldn't have got locked up too, um, I wouldn't have found uh, my two new hobbies that that's like, I do these things every day damn near now. It's, it's, if I didn't get locked up, I wouldn't have never found my hobby of reading books and shit like that or listening to podcasts. Being as I was staying in the house and started and trying to stay out of trouble, you know, you be in the house bored and shit, shit like that. You don't really be having too much to do. I just picked up a book. One thing led to another. I just start reading every day. And if I wasn't reading a book, then I was um, listening to some podcasts on YouTube. And me listening to podcasts on YouTube, it led to me start my own podcast because I fell in love with just being able to just share with everybody your experience and what's going on in your life and just being able to talk to people to change somebody else's life. You never know like who you uh who your words is reaching. You just never know. You might be able to change somebody's life and and if if I got that in the back of my mind that's that's fine with me. But um it's also another saying too um it's actually in the Bible saying that um it's not word for word but it's basically saying that everyone's children would be paying for their sins basically saying that my children will be paying for the sins that I made in their life and that's like that's saying that that should hit me because I'm just thinking like damn like how my children going to deal with something in their life because of what I did. They dealing with my consequences because of my actions. Like, And that's another saying that I also believe too. And I know that's a fact because it's in the Bible, but I also believe it because, um, for example, it's, um, it's a well-known rapper from Philadelphia. Um, he's a known murderer. He's rapped about it a lot. He's talked about it before. I'm not saying he's proud of it, but he just... He talked about it before and he also rapped about it. Not saying that he's proud of it, though. He probably was just trying to let everybody know what's going on in his life. But, yeah, he um he's actually still living to this day, though. But his teenage son and his girlfriend, they just died in a car crash. So I'm like, damn, um, that might be that might be karma finally coming back around. Like. The father. He was talking about how he killed somebody in 2000, but he's still living to this day. He took somebody from their family. So I'm feel, I'm feeling like, oh, that might be karma. Now somebody's going to, now his child lost his life at a young age because probably what his father did in 2000. I'm not 100% sure that's how things work, but it does seem believable. Like his son's life was cut short probably because of something that he did in the past which he probably re regret. He probably was also forgiven for doing that too. I don't know. But that was just an example of why I believe that quote. And I would just hate for my children like to be living off of 
some things that I didn't did in the past that I'm not too proud of when I was young and dumb. But all you can do is like, you could just all you could do is just pray and have faith that your children grow up healthy, and just be like respectful and great children, shit like that. Like also, like you just you, you don't you don't want your children to uh, have to like. You don't want to have to bury your children. Like, you, you're supposed to be the other way around. You want your children to bury you. So, yeah, you don't... Never want to witness your child dying before you. I can't speak on that pain. I don't know how it feel, and I hope and pray that I don't have to endure that shit. But that's just... That's not how it's supposed to work. Your children are always supposed to be the ones that bury you. Because... I don't know if I could be, I'll be able to stand that if my, God forbid, something happened to my children. I don't even want to think about that. So we're going to definitely go up that topic. But um, there's a lot of bullshit going on in this world, like I can honestly say. But the pros and cons of having, um, the pros and cons of raising children, the the, the, the goddamn pros definitely uh, outweigh the uh, the cons, I can tell you that. And if you don't, if you don't think the pros outweigh the cons, I'm not sure what's going on with you and your children relationship. But you definitely need to, you definitely need to tighten up. You gotta make that situation better, cause them pros is they supposed to weigh them outweigh them by a landslide. Um, we gonna talk about some of the pros of uh, having children. How your kids make you wanna do something in life or be someone they put that battery in your back to get you off your ass and just want to hustle you don't you don't want to be sitting around not doing nothing you want your kids to think of you like oh my my mom is this my dad is that my mom is superwoman my dad is superman you don't want your kids to look at you like you just no slouch so they definitely they definitely put that battery in your back and make you want to grind I don't care like how bad your day is, you can look at your kids and just crack a big ass smile. I don't care how bad, how mad they done made you. They can piss you off all day. It's that one time they make you smile, then it's like, damn, you forget all that bad shit they done did that day. It's like, and I'm actually guilty of that. My daughter does that shit to me all the time. She make me mad and then laugh or smile and forget everything. That she didn't did earlier. I might be, I might have a soft spot for my daughter, but there's nothing wrong with that. A father's love for his daughter is the same as like a mother's love for her son. I'm damn sure guilty of falling for it. My daughter will make me real mad and then just make me laugh or smile. And the whole time she don't even realize like she's a comedian. She really is like funny. And she's only three year old, three years old. She turned four next month. But um, another uh, pro of uh, having children, they um, they also teaching you, they teach you how to be a parent. Nobody knows how to be a parent until they're actually a parent. I don't care how much training you think you had, how many books you read. You're not ready to be a parent until you're actually doing a hands-on work. 
You can read every parenting book in the world. Raising that child is going to be a lot different than what you read on those books. They, um, that's just, that's just how it is. It's, it, everything is different when, when you're doing it hands on. I would say the same thing on like the nursing field with doctors. Whatever they read in them books is a lot different when a patient is right in front of them. But, um, yeah, they, they, they teaching you how to be a parent. They teach, they, they actually helping you grow up too as to become a young man or a young lady. They, they, they're helping you do that. They're making you a lot more responsible. You no longer is just living for yourself. You got other people depending on you for everything like food, shelter, um, your love, your advice, everything. Like, even if you're not. Like a great provider, just being around and talking to your children is enough. They don't give a damn about who bought this goddamn Xbox, who bought these shoes, who made this plate, who made the food. They don't care about none of that. Only thing they focus on is the ones who's around them and showing them love. So just make sure you're there for your children no matter what. A lot of people, if they're not... If they're not, if they don't have enough funds in their pocket, they try to shy, shy away from being away from their kids. Oh, I can't be around my kids because I don't have no money. They want me to buy them this, buy them that. When in reality, your, your, your kids don't really care about that. All they care about is who's around them. And I learned that at a young age too. Just be around your children. Whether you feel like you can't be around them because you don't have the funds to take care of them if they ask for something like i said they don't care about none of that who's buying what who bought the candy who bought the noun layers all they care about is who's around them and who's showing them love i'm uh i was i'm very thankful that i was in my kids life since they were born i ain't take no days off um not one if they if they not with me physically I make sure I call them every day to check up on them. We FaceTime almost damn near every day. Well, me and my daughter, we FaceTime damn near every day. My son, he be, you know, when they get a little older, they be acting like they don't want to call they, they mom and they pop. I'm guilty of that too because my mom will tell you the same thing. I be acting like I can't call my mom. She always, you act like you can't call or text me. Let me know what's going on. So I kind of feel how my... I kind of can understand how my son feel, cause he don't he don't really call me unless he wants something. But my daughter, she called me damn near every day, all the time. Whether she wants something or not, she just call and check up on me. But my son, he he might be just like me. He he only call when he wants something. And I mess around and get his phone bill cut. I'm not paying his phone bill as much as he don't want to call me. <laughs> But um, I can't even be mad because I do the same thing. So I'm not going to get on him for doing something that I do. But, uh, yeah, all in all, though, man, having children is a blessing. And uh, like I said earlier, the good does outweigh the bad by a damn landslide. Like, one thing I will say, though, is, like, um, before you have... Uh, before you have children, 
I'm going to tell you guys this. Also, I'm going to tell my children this too when they get a little older. But before you have children, just make sure that just make sure that you, you marry the person that you're having the children with. I would love for them to be married and then have children. But like I said, life just has many different twists and turns. You never know how things are going to play out. But I would love for them to get married first, then have children. Just so that you know, like, it'll, it'll assure you that your foundation is a lot stronger. And both of you guys are being uh, the, uh, the, the kid's life. And it's just, we're Christians. I believe, like, that's just the way to go. Yes, a lot of people have children out of wedlock, but no knock against them. I just wish that my children get married before they have uh, children and I'm gonna preach that to them all the time because um, I just feel like that's the better way to go not marrying a person that's having your child it, it, it's a lot of things that goes on that they, they're not aware of yet because they're not old enough to understand but I found out when it was a little too late I wish somebody told me that like like I said I didn't have nobody to talk to my uh my, my father wasn't around. Me and my brother was trying to figure out things our damn self. We always could talk to our mom, but like I said, we didn't feel that she would give us the right advice because she's she's not a man. But yeah, um, I'm a damn sure talk to my, my children when they get older about that. And I hope everybody that's listening would tell their children that the world would be a lot better place and it would be a lot easier raising your children when they see their father and their mother just showing each other genuine love on a day-to-day -day basis. The world would be a lot more peaceful. But um, I'm about to wrap this podcast up. I want to thank all my listeners. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, it's actually, it's going to be airing on like nine different platforms. Um, we got Apple, Spotify. It's airing on Google, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, um, Radio Public, uh, as well as Anchor, too. First off, I want to give a shout out to all the platforms uh, airing my shit. If you can, um, if you could do one thing. I just uh, hope you guys leave me a review in any of those platforms. If you want, you guys can e email me at a.anderson, that's Anderson with the S-O-N at the end, 09 at yahoo.com. You guys can email me if you want. I would love for you guys to email me. I also would love a review too, but you can email me for tips and suggestions. Also, topic requests, too. Like, if you want me to talk about something on the next show, just let me know. Hit me up on my email. I look forward to uh, everybody tuning into my next episode, too.